Welcome to this Investec Specialist Bank podcast. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendation. Investec Specialist Bank, a division of Investec Bank Limited, is a registered credit provider. Welcome to Investec. I'm Karen Johnston and today we are discussing the Investec Gibbs Savings Index and the latest number that has been released. Joining me in the studio is Renee Krobler, who is the head of Investec Cash Investments, and Dr. Adrian Saville, Professor in Economics and Competitive Strategy at the Gordon Institute of Business Science and the Chief Strategist at Citadel. Welcome to you both and thank you for the opportunity to discuss the very relevant topic of savings in South Africa as well as this index. Before we move into the latest number from the index, Renee, can you just give us some background to the Investec Gibbs Savings index and what it hopes to achieve. The Investec Gibbs Savings Index was launched in January 2016 and was really born out of a collaboration between the academic world, which is Gibbs, and the business world, which is Investec, in an effort to provide more clarity and real facts about the national state of savings in South Africa. Although we know that our savings in this country is really, really poor, we don't really have a way to measure it or to understand against what benchmark we should be measuring our savings. And the index that we've created is really that benchmark to show us against international peers and against our own high watermark in the country in the previous years, how are we faring and how well are we doing uh, towards growing our economy at the rate that we really want to, which is set out in the National Development Plan. At the moment, we're aiming for a 5.4% GDP growth. And really, the savings index will show us how we're tracking towards being able to do that. several components when it comes to savings. Can you expand on that a little bit? So the index tracks all three components of savings. Um, Those would be the individual savings, the man on the street, you and me. Uh, It would also be the private sector made up of corporates in South Africa. And then the third one would be government savings. At the moment, when we look at the the data that the index has shown us, really we can see the only saver in the country out of those three would be the private sector. Um, Individuals are really not saving or contributing to the national savings at all, and government ends up being a net spender, so really creating a deficit for us. Adrian, the next set of numbers have been released. Take us from where they were to where they are now, and what does this mean? When, when we formed the index, we established an index number for each year, um, from inception until 2015. Given the mechanics of building the index, it meant that the number that we had for 2015, though, was a midpoint uh, number. It was for the half, first half of 2015, and that number printed at uh, 63.4 points, to be exact. Um, but what it also means is that we now have the, the luxury of being able to update that 2015 number for the full year. So we get a full year print, but we also get uh, a three-quarter mark uh, number. So we were able to add to the 2015 figure two quarterly numbers. From an index behavior point of view, it's behaving beautifully. From an economic perspective, the behavior is very poor, that the index falls to an all-time low by the end of 2015. But let's unpack that a little bit more. We've gone from 63.4 at the beginning this, the, that number from the first half of 2015, and we now got quarter three and quarter four sitting at 62.5 and 63 respectively. Well, first, the the number, whether it's the 62.5 or the 63 that you take uh, for the end of the year, uh, regardless of which number you take, it, it, it is the lowest print that we have um, since we started building the index in 1990 or from 1990. The number that we're trying to achieve is 100. When you're printing at 63, 
it suggests that you are two-thirds of the way there. When we launched the index a few months ago, our observation was that uh, South Africa, to get into shape, to generate the 5 5.5% economic growth that is required to cement our competitiveness, uh, establish inclusive economic growth that's sustained and sustainable. South Africa has to achieve an elevated savings rate, which translates into an elevated investment rate. That elevated saving rate is captured by the number 100. Okay, so these numbers here are not a percentage? They're not a percentage. 63 is not a pass mark. Uh, 63 is a number out of 100 where the pass mark is 100. Okay. So if we still treat that 60-odd number as uh, two-thirds of the way there, we remain two-thirds of the way there. In other words, economic growth stays on the back foot. It's great to talk about 5% economic growth. We don't have the ammunition in the barrel. Instead, we've got ammunition that probably funds three, maybe 3.5% three economic growth if all the other conditions are supportive. Right now, you have conditions that aren't particularly supportive, suppressed commodity prices, we can talk about household balance sheets, uh, Chinese economic slowdown, and other external conditions. And if you add external conditions that are detracting rather than contributing, if you add that to the local condition, which is structurally weak, you aren't in the business of 5% economic growth. And perhaps what's concerning, I wouldn't say alarming, but what's concerning is that the index print of the last two quarters has carried on the now well-established downward trajectory. We have a savings drought. Renee, when we speak about these numbers, I mean, these are a result of certain factors that you saw come into play towards the end of last year. What, what are those factors that you're speaking of? So really, when we start unpacking what the index tells us and we marry that up with what is going on in the economy and the environment around us, we see there are a few key things that stand out. The first one for me is business confidence levels are really at a low at the moment. That in itself will have a knock-on effect in terms of fixed investment and the rate of investment is crucial in terms of fueling our economy. And if we look at the latest figures, we're seeing a rate of fixed investment of about 20%, where we require a rate of 30%. So you can see we're only two-thirds of the way there. Um, that is really concerning. The, the one positive that stands out is really the interest rate hikes that we see. Um, you know, the latest MPC meeting has taken the repo rate to 7%. That bodes very well for savers because that means that savers will get a higher return on their cash investments. However, we know that South Africans um, haven't been great at saving. In fact, they've been very good at accumulating debt. And the concerning figure that we see at the moment is really our debt to income ratio for consumers in South Africa, which is sitting at about 77% as we speak. So what that means is that the higher interest rates will actually translate in higher debt servicing costs, which in effect will then have a knock-on effect on income levels. Um, and that is something that we can see coming through in the index in the environmental factors where we're seeing a drop in the per capita income. Um, and really this year for me is a year of pressure on the consumer in terms of income levels, disposable income. Uh, we look at petrol prices that have been going up. You know, that's really been impacting consumers. There are other pressures on consumer price inflation. So at the end of the day for the consumer, um, if you are a saver, if you have cash, you are going to be doing well because interest rates are high and will probably be going higher. However, if you have a lot of debt, um, you need to start looking at optimizing your, your debt and reducing your cost of debt if at all possible. Renee, you spoke about business confidence being 
under pressure. Expand that for me a little bit. So what we've seen in environments before where business confidence is low is that typically a higher level of uncertainty will result in businesses keeping a higher level of cash and cash reserves, which would mean that if businesses are sitting on higher cash reserves in the current interest rate environment, they would be earning higher returns than they would have been in the past. So that is really a help for businesses. However, at some point in time, they're going to have to deploy those funds in order to provide the right return to shareholders. And that will probably be a challenge in the current environment. We're also looking at a situation where unemployment is quite a big problem in our country. The labor laws are making it difficult for businesses um, to operate and labor costs are still very, very high. And although we've seen um, at the beginning of 2016, we've seen a creation of jobs, these are definitely not coming from the productive side of the economy and rather in the services uh, and financial services sectors. Adrian, could you identify some other positive well, any positive trends <laughs> that are well, coming, that's coming out of this index at the moment. There's definitely positives. The most obvious positives is the rising productivity uh, per worker. That said, the explanation in rising productivity per worker is that what little economic growth we achieved in 2015 was funded or generated by a static workforce. So that then presents itself in the form of rising productivity. Another positive in the index is the rising capital ratio per worker. So if, you, if you've got an economy that continues to fund itself at a 16% saving rate and the economy is growing at 1.5% as it did in last, uh, last year, your capital stock is rising ahead of the growth rate. And that translates into a gross savings pool, a cumulative savings number that rises relative to GDP. So that's a positive. And even more specifically, you now have more capital per worker. And more capital per worker translates into rising productivity per worker. So there's a, I think there's a very neat lead from uh, capital funding growth to that growth being productivity-led uh, at the moment. That, I think, uh, is a number of positives in, uh, in the index. And when economic growth is restored to more elevated levels, you've now established um, a capital base that, that funds worker productivity off that more elevated base. I have to put in the economic caveat, all else equal. Um, and perhaps you know the the last very strong positive is the the fact that you see evidence of robust monetary policy in the index, and the robust monetary policy presents itself as a high real interest rate. In other words, the nominal interest rate less inflation. And why I think this is distinctly positive is. The interest rate started rising in 2015 in anticipation of 2016 inflation and also in anticipation of the Federal Reserve in the U.S. starting to hike rates. In both instances, it puts the South African Reserve Bank on the front foot. In other words, we have anticipated events. We've anticipated them, I think, uh, in the right light, uh, and we are, to use economic jargon, ahead of the curve. And you see this then in that very nice positive print capturing uh, monetary policy through the real interest rate. So if you were to sum up your thoughts on the latest numbers coming out of this index. You never want to put uh, too much weight on a quarterly number or even an annual number for that instance when you've got the luxury or the privilege here now of 
25 years of data. Uh, so although the number does print low in 2015 or at the end of 2015, it has been printing successively lower for a number of years, um, the best part of 10 years now. So it's extended an established trend. That means you should anticipate, I suppose, you know, for want of a term, more of the same. That there's nothing in this that says to me South Africa is about to go off an edge, but there's equally nothing in this that says to me we have woken up to an economic reality that says we simply don't have the right engines uh, attached to the boat. We need bigger engines, we need uh, more readily available fuel, and right now we've only got one or one and a half of the two engines that we need, and uh, our fuel is, I don't know, what do we get now, 93 and we need 95 or something like that. <laughs> Renee, in, in conclusion, what is your call to action with this index? So the call to action with the index is really for people to take notice of the importance of savings, to start stimulating discussion on how we can actually stimulate more savings in the country, whether it be domestic savings, which is where we have a, a large potential to create a bit more of a culture of saving in the country, and also to stimulate thought around how we could incentivize individuals, not only through tax, but through other measures to start saving and start investing for the future. Thank you, Renee, and thank you, Adrian, for joining us. You've been listening to Investec.